Welcome to the sermons and teachings from the Catalyst Fellowship with Ipai Michael. We hope the message you're about to listen to will edify you and cause you to experience exponential growth. And now, the message. Open your Bibles with me very quickly, Acts chapter 18. has gone totally 1824 everybody all right let's read together Acts chapter 18 and verse 24 one two go hey. one two go so listen the bible says he was an eloquent man his reputation is written there. Mighty in the scriptures. Bible says he came to Ephesus. So, diligent teacher, eloquent guy. Verse 25, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he says he was what? Fervent. He was fervent in the spirit and he did what he taught diligently the things of the Lord are you listening to me and then the Bible tells us that he began to speak boldly in the synagogue and so maybe you are just like this listen you have a ministry a public figure you're probably popular on Twitter you know and I respect that I give all notes to what you're doing. It's very, very important. But the Bible tells us that two people met him. And when they expounded the word to him more perfectly, we could see the result after. So let's read it together. Go to... So we are in where? 26? All right, read 27. One to go. Yes. Yes. Verse 28. So now, 27 and 28 is telling you what happened to him after that teaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, Priscilla Aquila expounded the word to him and so you clearly see the bible says when he was disposed to pass so listen when you are being partnered with for your progress and joy in the faith one of the things that happens is because it's because that you become more useful for the ministry i get what i'm saying you become equipped you become sharpened and that's why times like this are very important it's good you know what you know are you with me? But it's important that when you have times like this and you know you are pulled to the side to be taught the word of God. I told you this afternoon that Christianity is what is a taught faith. You need to be taught. Are you listening to me? You need to what? Be taught. All this my relationship with Jesus is personal, it's not biblical. Are you listening to me? 
you need to be to Christ. It's a thought fit. Jesus said what? He said they should go into all nations doing what? Making disciples. Greek word what? Mathets. Disciples are not raised by one-time teaching. Mm-mm. It's in a set place by consistent teaching. Are you listening to me? And so the word of God, what it does to you is that it sharpens, it corrects, it makes you better. You know the story of Onesimus? When rightly discipled, the Bible tells us it became useful. It says, I'm writing so that you accept him back. He's useful for the work. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so as the word of God comes this evening, I want you to have the same disposition. Are you listening to me? I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive the ministry of the word. I'm ready to receive from the set man that has been sent. I'm ready to receive even in the music ministration. Because listen, I, <laughs> I told you, I said God says in the little things in this meeting. Are you listening to me? So be ready to receive this evening. Hallelujah. Open your Bible with me, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 25. I'm going to try to rush through what I have for this evening. Because honestly, tonight might just be a flow. And maybe instead of doing Holy Ghost meeting, instead of doing believers meeting, we'll do Holy Ghost meeting. I don't know, but nasty go. Hallelujah. But I, I just want to make sure I teach this because it's part of the things that the Lord you know, has asked me to equip you with. Philippians chapter 1, verse 25, the Bible says, Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with you all for what? For your furtherance and what? So now, the Apostle Paul is speaking here. You know, you know the backstory. He had the decision to depart and go be with God or to stay with them. He says, staying with them will be what? More needful for who? For them. In this case, for who? Ah, if you don't know that, it's for you. You better know now. <laughs> for who? For you. He says he's staying. He's convinced that he's staying. The end result of his staying is what? It's progress. Greek word, prokope. Meaning what? Advancement. Fortrans. The expected outcome of meetings like this, any discipleship structure is what? It's progress. Uh, it's progress. I've told you before, I said if you're a part of any community of God's people, and after three months you don't see discernible progress, ah, I think you should check it. There has to be progress. Are you with me? But one very important thing is that it doesn't stop at progress. It says progress and what? Joy. I. Progress and what? So listen, joy is a characteristic of somebody who is spiritually mature. Listen, what happens is that the moment you begin to grow, there is no progress without joy backing it up. Are you listening to me? Joy goes hand in hand progress. So once you begin to grow in revelation knowledge, and I've spent all of my time in the morning and the afternoon explaining to you the importance of revelation knowledge, one thing that must follow is what? Joy. What did I say? Joy. It says he would continue with them for their fortunes. And for what? Joy in the faith. So there's something called progress in the faith, and there's something called what? Joy in the faith. So when you test yourself, you have to check. Oh, yes, I'm seeing advancement. But when the joy is not there, 
Ah, there is work. Are you with me? Listen, I, I, I'm trying to make sure that I put everything together the right way. When you experience progress, it would always be backed up by joy. If you truly increase in your walk with God, ah, joy will follow. I get what I'm saying. Joy will follow. Listen, the things that feel beautiful will become delightful. And it's that, listen, that's always the outcome. Remember I told you in the afternoon, the answer I gave the Indian lady, that what our, what the, our faith is about is that God wants to capture your hearts such that you follow him willfully. So it's an expected result of growth. I get what I'm saying. That that joy is there. You know, it, it, it's... it's it's something David called joy of salvation. Someone who was not saved is telling us about joy of salvation. And then you are saved. You don't know what joy of salvation is. I, I get what I'm saying. There's something called joy. Say joy in the faith. Say joy in the faith. I mentioned before one of the prophecies that the Lord gave us about order in your devotion in the new year. This is one of the ways you'll be able to get that. experiencing perpetual joy in the faith. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Go to Romans chapter 14 verse 17. Romans chapter 14 verse 17, everybody. The Bible says in Romans chapter 14 verse 17, it says the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace, and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. He's describing the kingdom of God. And he says it's not characterized by meat or drink. It's characterized by what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. Listen, there is joy in football. Praise God. Larry was asking me that. What's Chelsea's score? <laughs> he said, where's your heart? There is joy in football. There's joy in many other things. But the Bible describes a type of joy. Calls it joy. In what? In the Holy Ghost. Open your Bibles again with me. Matthew 13, 44. We open a lot of scriptures. It says, The kingdom of God is likened unto a merchant seeking goodly pearls. He found one of great price. And the Bible says, with joy. He went and sold all he had and bought it. With joy. It's not sacrifice, so. You know, it's something when you, when you do out of sacrifice, like, let me just do it. It says, with joy. You know, I taught you in the sermon, like a treasure. I think when, you, when you find the gospel, the Bible describes the heart of a person. You sell everything, you have to get that one. I get what I'm saying. I'm going to explain a lot more. I'm just doing a bit of, you know, a bit of, of an intro to what I'm about to say. So, you, have you watched football with some people? They will almost hit your mouth. Then you come to church. Oh, you're always praying. They say pray. Baba, pray. Rejoice. The Bible describes a delight that we have in God. A kind of excitement that is better than any you can find 
in any earthly thing. And guess what? It's not subject to any natural or carnal object. It's placed on an eternal being. And so that joy would last forever. Are you getting what I'm saying? So as far as going off and on in your devotion goes, God will have that you are consistently joyful in him. So listen, one of the signs of your maturity in Christ is that you have joy. I get what I'm saying. You have perpetual joy. Constant, consistent joy. When it comes to the things of God, your heart is always joyful. Are you with me? Do you know that when you begin to have a displeasure about spiritual things is an indication of a bigger problem in your life. When you begin to miss spiritual meetings is an indication of a bigger problem in your life. <laughs> Those of you that have led ministries before, the people that stop coming and they say that they want to take a break, do they used to easily come back? <laughs> it's an indication of a bigger problem. Because as far as delight in God goes, you have to reach there. You have to grow. I get what I'm saying. Yes, sir. You have to grow. I'm going to try and move fast. You know, the Bible talks about joy in the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 13, verse 52. The Bible says, and the disciples were filled with what? With joy and the Holy Ghost. So listen, the person that is writing this was telling a story. Do you know that? Then how did you know they were filled with joy? He could see. So if you, have, if you, if you claim to have joy in the Holy Ghost and it's not discernible, ah, maybe it's not. I get what I'm saying. I'm not going to go into all of the details of teaching you different marks and all of the things. I, I, I just want to bring your heart to help you see what the direct outcome of salvation must be in your life. It's joy. Are you with me? It's joy. It's joy. It's joy. The disciples were filled with joy. Some of you care too much. It's the truth. You know, the, the, maybe I'm just going to leave my notes. I feel like it's taking my mind away from the things I really want to say. This is what I really want to tell you. <laughs> this is what I really want to tell you. When it comes to prayer, devotion, worship, one of the things that must be in the right place is your heart. I get what I'm saying. Is your we don't know these basic things? I'm telling you, many of us don't know this basic thing. I'm telling you, it was two weeks, two months ago. I started to talk about it on the Catalyst community. A lot of you pray and your minds are not doing anything. When the Bible talks about heartfelt prayer, the Bible was talking about what intentional prayers say what you mean and mean what you say. Some of you don't know how to say, Daddy God, I'm here before you. You don't know how to have conversations. I get what I'm saying. Yes, Some of you don't know how to respond with all that you have. So you say, I've left. This is where I'm coming to. 
you don't know how to let the word influence every part of your body your emotion so jesus is at gethsemane and he fell to his if that happens in your front you'll be saying he's doing too much can i tell you something the moment you see another believer is doing too much when it comes to devotion check yourself are you with me check yourself there's a problem can we get ourselves to respond rightly to the word of God you had the best message today it didn't even move you I'm not saying you because I know you guys were scattering the whole place but if you've not found expression this is this is what I'm here to tell you about give expression are you with me let's go for once did you hear what I said? Sure. Let's what? Go. Let's go. Let God walk in you. Let the Spirit of God find expression in you. So, this affects everything. You're studying your Bible in the morning. You wake up. There's, there are two different ways you can read for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. You can read that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And you can read that for God. Love the word. I inclusive. So meditation is involved now. I get what I'm saying. I inclusive. That he gave his only begotten son. Oh wow. If he's giving his only begotten son, who is his son? We know that he's called the son because of the virgin birth. So that's his incarnation. So he came as a man. Ah, that's powerful. I get, ah, that's how to respond. I understand what I'm saying. I wanted to do a lot of theological presentation before, but <laughs> I said, let me just. So, sometimes what some of you need is to meditate. We know Tabi meditates for lights blinking everywhere. If you just know you meditate, it's more message. Pum, pum, pum. Sit on the word. Think through those sermons. Think through those things. Let them mean something to you. Have you? Do you cry when? Some of you, anytime you cry, <laughs> I don't want to shade anybody. <laughs> it's breakup. <laughs> you, you know, I'm talking about letting God command your passions. Nothing must command my passions like Jesus does. The Bible says in Ezekiel, two prophecies, Ezekiel and one in Jeremiah. You know, the first one talks about the fact, it says a new spirit I will put inside you. It says I will take away the, what, the stony heart of flesh. And I'll, uh, the stony heart, I will give you what? A heart of flesh. So one of the things that happened at salvation is this. He replaced the stony heart. And he gave you what? A heart of flesh. When the fall happened, man... You know, mankind was born to respond to the supremacy of God and who he is. Are you with me? Yes, sir. When the fall happened, we saw this obscured. Now that you are saved, every part of your being must respond. You have to understand, you have a spirit that responds to God. So, when you hear the gospel, you know, after today's sermon, you know, Simi sent me a message and said, that's why we say the believer has a singing spirit. Because when he hears the gospel, he bursts out in singing. It's the natural response of the believer. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Some of you, your spirit is trying to, you are, you are holding it down. You can calm down. <laughs> so, you need to find expression. I'm trying to put it in as plain terms as I can. You need to. You need to. If there's anything I love about OKJ, is that every picture they snap in Catalyst Babcock, OKJ is under the table rolling. <laughs> Listen, it's commendable. You hear what I said? It's commendable. Very commendable. If other things command your desires more than God, ah, there's a problem. God must come. You you saw me crying today. A few things can make me cry. (laughs) A few things can make me cry. Love. Hey, hey, hey. Stop it. Focus on Jesus. God. Ah, I become a baby. So, the natural response for the believer to God. The Bible tells you about the 24 elders. Constantly. You know when everybody says the 24 elders are bowing. I'm sorry, I'm not, oh, don't laugh. I'm not actually trying to shade anybody, but you know, it's a common term, but we don't really just think about what is going on. You know what I'm saying? People are seeing God, you know, is it dimension? I know, okay, fine, but people are seeing God, yes, in different dimensions, in different ways, and their response is what? It's worship. Are you with me? It's worship. Isaiah saw God, he cast a shadow on, on him. He brought, he brought him to say he's a man of unclean lips. Are you with me? It would, it would expose, what it means for God to be holy is to be separate. One of the closest analogies is the sun. Far away is lovely. Get too close, it burns you. Are you with me? It's separate, it's unique. That's what it means. Separate and unique. And then it exposes our own word. So, so one of the easiest things that must happen to you in worship is, Lord, you are so good. Lord, you are so good. Lord, you are so good. You are so songs we were singing as a baby, they started to make sense. Messiah is the king of kings. Messiah is the Lord of lords.
every song is intentionality intentionality I alada bakurati vaida na baikai odo madadi
it says, and not only that, but we also glory in what? What you just read now, I don't think a lot of people understand. You know what I'm saying? Glory in what? In tribulation. So, you don't have money. You say you don't trust God. You don't go to church. They play. <laughs> they play. <laughs> because he even told us, he said, in this world, you will be what? <laughs> One part of in Christ, I did not teach you this afternoon, is that you are with inside him in persecution. <laughs> so, you were united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. You soon realize that you are united in suffering. <laughs> so, because you are identified with Christ, they will persecute you. Are you with me? He says, glory in what? Tribulations. Knowing that what? Tribulation produces what? So, so your mindset to have tough situations it's not that if there's a God, why would bad things happen? Uh-uh. You take good lessons from it. Are you with me? You want to doubt that God loves you after he came as a man. The ultimate proof of his love would always be seen in salvation. Are you with me? Some of that came to you. Let's go. <laughs> it says, and perseverance, character and character, hope. It says, now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been what? Uh, it has been what? Shared abroad our hearts. Let me close. Come out. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. Shared what? Abroad our hearts. That's very important. What does the next verse say, everybody? When we were yet without strength, mm-hmm. in due time, Christ died. Did, did you hear that? Yes, Say, thank God I have peace with God. The Greek word poured there. <laughs> Lita, I just pour like water inside you. Are you with me? Yes, Filled you with his love, liquid love. Yes. Are you with me? So, the Bible says when you were filled with the Holy Ghost, you were filled with what? The love of God. And not just that, you were filled with delight. Are you getting it? Filled with delight. It easily flows. Are you with me? Filled with delight. So, I'm thankful. Read verse 6, everybody. Verse 7. <laughs> yes. Verse 8. So, <laughs> woo, so God demonstrated his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, so I'm telling you why you should be delighted. That someone looked ahead. You were not born. You had not seen the sin, but he died for the sin. 
What a perfect love. I was about to say matchless love, but we'll stand up again and sit down. So just <laughs> song does the <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 9. Let's read together. I want to go. Hallelujah. We shall be saved by what? If you do not know what to rejoice about when you wake up in the morning. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, my Lord. I don't write them down. A response of the Spirit. Thank you, my Lord. What does it say? Hallelujah. If we continue to read that text, we could just rejoice. We <laughs> could just rejoice. So, a good reason to be joyful is because of salvation. Are you with me? And it's a joy that never ends. It's everlasting. It's endless. Are you with me? Sometimes what you need is a reminder. Are you with me? What you need is a reminder. It's a reminder. David prophesied about your day. In Psalms chapter 126 verse 1. He says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. He says what? They were like them that what? That dreamed. So, <laughs> you know, what brings laughter for a lot of people might be when you watch worldly comedy. But have you seen something that God did and you just laugh? You, you know, listen, I know there are some extreme sides to this. But I believe you can turn down the love of God and you burst out into laughter. <laughs> like, what a marvelous God. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful God. He has done hey. Hallelujah. What a marvelous God. What a marvelous. I don't have what You have a singing spirit. Respond with singing to God. Are you with me? Respond. You have a singing God too. You know that? You have a laughing God as well. The Fanai, the Bible tells us that what? He that seated where? Ah, glory to God. He has turned away our captivity. We are free from sin. We are free from the bond of Satan. And so our mouth is filled with laughter. Woo! And our tongue with singing. 
simple reason to be delighted is because you are saved. I'll talk about one more, then I drop. <laughs> A second reason is because of hope. What did I say? Because of hope. First Peter 1 8. Before we first power, the Bible tells us, the Bible says, let this let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Alright? It says, teaching what and admonishing yourself in what? In Psalms, in hymns, and in what? Before that text, it talks about, you know, it made a comparison between drunkenness and the spirit. A person who is filled with the spirit responds this way. I get what I'm saying. Responds this way. First Peter wanted everybody. One, two, go. No, no, let's do it again. One, two, go. Glory. <laughs> 